Welcome to the Pre-Snap Podcast presented by Linestar. Shannon Somerville here with Tyler Weeman breaking down some NFL news as we get closer and closer to the season. Week three of the preseason mm-hmm. this so weekend close. and the NFL season is fast approaching. Mm-hmm. So close we can taste it. Yep, right there. <laughs> if you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. We've got a lot of great content coming out and some new shows coming up for NFL season. So you're going to want to tune in for that and make sure you sign up for notifications so that you know when those videos are posted. Also, it is fantasy football draft season. Yeah, it is. It's also best ball season. If you haven't played best ball before, what are you doing? Go check it out underdog fantasy is where it's at the link to that is below it's basically all the fun of the draft without having to do any work during Mm -hmm. the season it's perfect and the winner gets two million dollars gotta be in it to win it folks link is below users who deposit at least ten dollars can get up to one hundred dollars of their deposit matched and two free months of line star pretty good deal there as well that is Eight chances if you deposit a hundred bucks mm-hmm. at the two million dollars. Eight chances. Eight chances know? at two milli. Pretty good payoff there. And you get two months free of Lion Star. Yeah, it's a great deal. So that link straight is cash. <laughs> and we do have a special guest on the podcast today that we will be talking to, Doctor Chow, the pro football doc, is joining us later in the show to go over some of the injuries and some of the concerns he has for certain players. So really important if you've got some drafts coming up to just tune in to mm-hmm. maybe some of those players that are on the brinks. We're going to be talking a lot about the running backs and especially, you know, I was really curious about the Rams running back situation, all that stuff. And um, he just talks about how if there's injuries at this point in the season, in the preseason at least, and this close to the season, you've got to take note of it. So we'll go through some yeah. of those players there. So we'll talk some NFL news. Talk to Dr. Chow, get the intel on the injury reports from SixScore.com. And we'll talk some ADP movers, who's going up, going down. It's just a Mm -hmm. general stock report on fantasy football, so we can get you caught up and ready for your draft. Yeah, with with ADP, we're focusing on underdog. However, you can kind of use that for everything. Yeah, it's kind of applicable across the board. NFL news. A little fun story to start off with. Aaron Rodgers, who we all know is a big Nicolas Cage fan, as he showed up to training camp dressed as one of the famous mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage characters, Cameron Poe from Con Air. Well, on Tuesday, someone left him an anonymous gift, and it was a bust. Just mm-hmm. the head of Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. put it in his locker. Don't know who has who got him that. Yeah, I actually did see a story. It was probably all clickbait saying that they know who the uh, oh, who they? sent it, but <laughs> I didn't click on it. I didn't. I didn't go down that. Ah, I didn't fall for yeah. it. Sounds like a case for Nicolas Cage from National Treasure. Oh boy, <laughs> I see what you did there. Although the bust, if you've seen the picture it of it, doesn't even look like Nicolas. It's Cage. very creepy. Yeah, and it's just a head, so you kind of get this like yeah. Game of Thrones vibe that. Someone just, yeah, anyways, if you haven't seen Mm -hmm. it, look it up on YouTube or or on Twitter. It's pretty funny. Uh, Also, we've got some some preseason kind of fighting words, I guess. Sammy Watkins was uh, had some words to say. He says, Rogers on a whole other level than Mahomes. Tyler, break it down for me. What do we think? Yes. I mean, 
look, we all know Mahomes is a great uh, quarterback. He has done very well with Andy Reid. But Rodgers has been in the league for a long time. He should know the game a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So a whole nother level is... Uh, yeah. And I, should you really be... Uh... Well, the, the problem is that when Mahomes is Rodgers' age... You won't be able to say it's a whole nother level. Right. You know. We need him to get more specific on what he means with that. Yeah. However, I think Patrick Mahomes' talent level, I don't think anyone can really argue with that. No, nobody can. And Rod and Rogers nor can you with Rodgers. Sure. They're both uh, great. And I Sammy's think... hyping up his guy now. And He's... I don't think either one will lose sleep, especially yep. match your back. I don't think Patrick Mahomes will lose sleep over that Definitely one. Definitely won't care what Sammy Watkins <laughs> says. He only cares about Sammy Watkins week one anyways. Uh, some other notes to talk about in the mm-hmm. NFL. Michael Gallup won't start on the putt meeting. Mm-hmm. He can play within the first four weeks of the season. That's good news for fantasy. Yeah. He's got Michael Gallup. His ADP is going to rise for yeah. this for sure. So, good news for Cowboys fans and mm-hmm. fantasy football owners with Michael Gallup. Also, so Giants receiver Colin Johnson, he was making a big push for a roster spot on the Giants. Mm-hmm. He's kind of having a breakout camp. Again. He suffered a torn Achilles. Yeah. So, some sad news there for him. His season kind of comes to an end there. He had to be carted off the field. Um, on the other end of that spectrum, Sterling Shepard is back at practice. He began training camp. Mm-hmm. Um, he's attempting to come back from Achilles, torn Achilles, you know, ironically in that whole situation. Mm-hmm. He suffered it 2021. So they do have him coming back, but just sad to see. It's always sad to see these injuries right at the beginning. You know, it is for sure. Uh, personally, I, I, I don't want to say I'm happy that Johnson got hurt because I am never happy somebody got hurt, but I fell for his great breakout camp a few years ago with the Vikings Mm -hmm. and you know I don't want to fall for it again now I don't have to well sorry sorry cold hearted over here we're just I I don't want him to get hurt I don't want anybody to get hurt all right (laughs) I just don't want to fall for the trickery So elsewhere in the NFL, Geno Smith will start preseason week three. Now Drew Locke is going to follow him up and play, quote, a lot. Yeah, I'm sure he will. They're going to want to see what they have there since he didn't play last game. Yeah, he had COVID, so that battle's been Mm -hmm. a bit disrupted by that, although Carroll seems to be favoring Geno Smith at this point. Yeah, Geno's going to get the job. So that looks... It's his job to lose now. We'll see. Mm -hmm. All right. Now... I'm going to talk to Dr. Chow. He will join us in just a moment to talk six score and injury reports. Joining us now on the pre-snap podcast is Dr. David Chow, also known as Pro Football Doc. He was a doctor in the NFL, and he's an orthopedic surgeon, so the best person we can consult for our injury news in the NFL. Unfortunately, injuries are a part of the game, and we've got to keep up with it, especially for fantasy purposes and if you're placing any sports bets. So first, I do want to quickly go over six score again for our audience, just as a reminder. Can you kind of describe what that is and how you guys use that throughout the season? Sure. SIC score or six score stands for Sports Injury Central. 
and it's a proprietary score from myself and other former head team physicians at the NFL, NBA, and MLB in terms of what to expect out of a performance. And what I mean by that is that just because someone is playing doesn't mean they're 100% healthy and will get normal touches. So expectations. Right now we have the six scores for the season, uh, for especially for fantasy drafting purposes. And we do adjust them based on information. Michael Thomas, we were the first to say he was at 59, thinking he wasn't looking that good in May. Indeed, he didn't pass a physical until training camp. But now he's looked better. And now we've put his score at 77 out of a possible 100. He's, that's right. quite a big jump for him. We don't think he's going to miss week one based on the ankle, which we had worries of before. But, of course, why didn't we put him in the 90s? Because we don't think he's 100% by the way he moves. In, he's moving better, but injuries beget injuries. And now there's the, quote, little hamstring thing that he's mm-hmm. dealing with. So that so, gives you an example of what we do. Right. What gives you confidence in that specific example? What, what are you guys looking for watching on film and stuff? Uh, well, just the, the movements in terms of uh, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movements of how one cuts. For example, if it, the left ankle that's if it's a right ankle that's bad, you can make a great outcut using your left ankle, but that doesn't judge your right ankle. Like you can't just cut off half the uh, the uh, uh, route tree, so to speak. Yeah. So it's just honestly from 17 years of being on the sidelines in the NFL, seeing a player on the field, on the sidelines, in the locker room, and the next day after an MRI, we knew, I knew what the answer was, but we would go up and look at film uh, on Monday like everyone in the building did, and there was the question. And now all, all we get is the question. Uh, and with that question is, is a thing. For example, just yesterday, uh, preseason game, Kayvon Thibodeau went down and, and I think Giants Nation thought their number one pick was done for the season with an ACL tear, the way he held his knee. Uh, and uh, then Giants Nation probably flipped to say it was nothing because he was seen laughing and smiling on the sideline and walking. Well, in game, we put out an article and tweet saying that's an MCL strain, a sprain. Uh, he's going to miss time. If he's lucky, he can play week one. We don't think it's going to go beyond a three-week IR thing, but he may miss some time. And this morning, all of that got corroborated. So it's getting information earlier and sometimes even in game based off of what we call insider knowledge, not insider information. So with that being said, let's take a look at some of the injuries that are going on in the NFL and have you weigh in on them. The first, I want to look at the running backs for the Rams because that might all of a sudden be a thin situation in that running backs room. We've got Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson Jr. They both suffered soft tissue injuries over the weekend, uh, last weekend. Now they are out for an undetermined period of time. My question to you, Dr. Chow, is how concerning is that to you this close to the season? Well, there is some concern. Of course, the problem is during training camp, we usually don't have the video like we do in games. So it's harder to judge. And there is no requirement for a team to issue an injury report at all. They could just say nothing. And so we're left guessing a little more in the preseason. But while we're guessing on that, we do have some ideas in the sense that, of course, injuries that happen this late can leak into the season because the season now is only three weeks away to be at 100%. 
And soft tissue injuries, obviously, acclimation issues, you'd rather happen a little earlier than a little bit later. We expect more out of Cam Akers this year. Yes, he made it back last year for the end of the season in playoffs, but was down on average yards per carry, was not as, as explosive with his Achilles. We expect him to be fine this year, and so would Daryl Henderson. So until we know more about the status of the soft tissue injuries, of course, you can't go by gameplay. All these starters don't play in the, in the preseason games anyways. So I'm looking for some practice video before we say they're going to be fine ahead of week one. Exactly. It's so hard to judge right now because coaches, not only do they not play their starters, but they're keeping things so close to the vest. So uh, something that we have well, to with the Rams early, earlier on, and we talked about before, we were never that concerned about Matthew Stafford's elbow. Right. And right. thank that's come true. He's back 11 on 11s, even playing some. And, and that seems to be something that people are more comfortable with now. I get the worry. It's his elbow. It's his snail bow. He's not doing everything. But all along, we didn't think that was going to be any big deal for him. I'm going to talk about another quarterback right now, and that's Jet Sack Wilson, who suffered that meniscus tear. They had successful meniscus surgery. Is seeing him week one way too optimistic? I think it is too optimistic for a couple of reasons. First of all, have you ever heard a surgery described as anything but successful right after it happens? <laughs> have you have you ever heard of a team or a GM describe their draft as anything but successful right after it happens? Right? You have to judge that draft over the next couple of years, not the next couple of hours after the draft. And same with surgery, right? You got to judge that. I do think this is going to be a bigger deal for Zach Wilson and the Jets than they're letting on for a couple of reasons. Number one, this was his hopefully breakout year, and Robert Sala said it. This is an important time of year to be missing. He's missing a ton of reps for a young quarterback. There are multiples more reps to be had in training camp than the regular season. Come regular season, Monday at best, best is a corrections walkthrough. Tuesday is off day. Wednesday's offense install, Thursday's defense install, and Friday is special situational play. That's not a lot of reps, and you can't serve two masters. If you're preparing Joe Flacco to play, he needs some reps. No offense, but none of these guys are Tom Brady, right? And they need the reps. So you can't afford to give Zach Wilson reps on a maybe play, not play, but still take care of that week with Joe Flacco or Mike White or whoever you're going with. So this is why this is going to be a big deal. Zach Wilson will be back. I'll be wet back in the early part of the season, uh, but there's still a chance he gets placed on injured reserves and misses the first three weeks because it's just a three-week miss right now. We'll have to see, but he is going to miss some regular season time. That is an interesting point you make about missing all those practice reps that might not show up, I guess in the injury reports now, now we're just talking about the health of his knee but when he goes back into play certainly going to have an effect there the next guy i want to talk about is giants quarterback daniel jones he told reporters he had a non-football related injury this off season however it raised a few eyebrows because he did have a neck strain that he was dealing with is this concerning he says it's not at all related what is your take on this we at Sports Injury Central tend to believe him that it's not related. Uh, based on his injury that he had, 
And that would be a pretty big lie to say anyways, and we don't think that's the case. But also where the incision is, no question cervical discectomy infusions can happen and do happen through the front. But they're usually not in that location, and they're usually off to the patient's left because of the recurrent laryngeal nerve. Why do I know that? Not because just in the orthopedic. I've actually, I don't know if you can see with the lighting, I've actually had a cervical discectomy oh. fusion. And you see the little so incision right your... on the left. It's mm-hmm. near where, where, where Daniel Jones was, but it's a little bit off to the left in terms of the approach. With his location, it's more likely something related to a medical condition, thyroid, parathyroid. We're not here to speculate, but I take him on face value that he did not have neck fusion surgery. And that's good news for him, too, because this is kind of a make it or break it year for Danny Dimes. The next player we'll talk about is Seattle Seahawks rookie running back Kenneth Walker. Now, Pete Carroll says he suffered a, quote, hernia thing. I don't think that's a medical term, Doc. You can tell us. How concerning is that for you? Well, when the report came out, we wrote an article at Sports Injury Central is watch out. He easily could be headed for surgery and he's going to hit IR here. And indeed, the next day it was announced he had some sort of hernia surgery. Now, whether that's a traditional hernia, a sports hernia, athletic pubalgia, core muscle injury, I won't bore the lay audience with all the, the small differences. It's still a six to eight week timeline after surgery. Kenneth Walker will hit injured reserve, will miss at least the first three games of the season, and then we'll see where he goes from there. I do think he will be back this season. I think he'll be back before the midpoint of the season, but he's not going to be there after this, no matter how small the, quote, hernia surgery was, uh, et cetera. All right. Elsewhere in the NFL, Chiefs wide receiver Mecole Hardman had a groin injury and he's going to miss the remainder of preseason groin injuries. I feel like those kind of tend to linger throughout the season. At least some of the players that I've heard of, it's kind of gone on for a little while. Is that at all concerning? Do you think this is just a situation where the chiefs are like, you know, just rest? We, we hope it's a situation where the chiefs know what he can do and, and aren't you going to use him. But a groin injury is, is a big deal for any wide receiver, much less a speedy one like him for acceleration and cutting. It all depends on, is it a grade one, grade two, or grade three? If it's a grade three, this is a big deal. He's going to miss into the regular season. If it's a grade one, he won't. If it's a grade two, we'll see. So we don't know the grade of his injury, but yes, this is an early season concern for the Chiefs and Michael Hardman. Yeah, they really need him as a deep threat after Tyreek is now in Miami. Let's talk about the Ravens running back situation. This is one we've all been keeping a very close eye on. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards both dealing with some knee injuries. And Dobbins is now back at practice. He's kind of looking like he's closer to returning than his teammate Gus Edwards. Regardless, you at Six Score have always said, keep an eye on these. It's, it might take them a little while to get back into the swing of things. Is that still your assessment? Yes. And we're fully aware that he quote passed the physical and is practicing now and he's off of preseason PUP, but please note, we have not changed his season long six score yet. Whereas Michael Thomas, we've seen enough that we have upped it. We have not upped JK Dobbins yet. The first day at practice, 
there was a lot of film. He still seemed to be limping around, and he did 10 minutes of individual period and took the next day off. That's not the picture of someone who's ready to go. And it's not for lack of hard work. He had more than an ACL, an ACL and an LCL, et cetera. And I believe this weekend his head coach said, oh, he's doing great, but we're still not sure he's playing week one, something to that effect. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a lot aligns with what we're saying. And uh, if that's coming out of John Harbaugh's mouth, uh, I think we're leaning towards not playing week one and, and working his way back into the to the system. But at least he's making progress so far, a little bit ahead of Gus Edwards. But you're foolhardy to draft J.K. Dobbins right now thinking you're going to get full production in your fantasy season. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, we're all kind of eyeing that position, knowing whoever's in that role is going to put up a lot of fantasy points, but also you want to, I guess, set your expectations for what is reasonable. And that's why we're bringing it's you all on about what round. to give us the, it, yeah. It's all about what round, right? At the, at the early rounds, maybe not, but lower rounds, J.K. Dobbins, depending on your roster, may be quite the bargain. Exactly, especially you know down at the end of the season, if you're in a best ball draft where you're just acclimating all these players, stashing them on your bench, and the playoffs for best ball, that could be huge. So, yeah, like you said, depends the round, depends, but we're keeping an eye on that. Some other running backs we're keeping an eye on. Eagles running back, Miles Sanders, hamstring injury out of practice. Again, is this a situation where you're concerned? Well, you know, the closer we get to the season, the more concerned that we get, right? But, you know, right now it's just reading tea leaves. No one shows you an MRI report. You didn't get to see the injury. They're just out. And are they out precautionarily or are they out because they really can't do it and they aren't close yet? So we got to wait for some more video. Thankfully, we got a few weeks to go before the season. It seems pretty clear he's not playing in this preseason at all. Will mm -hmm. Russ come into play even if he's ready to go? But, yes, there has to be some caution at least early on in the season. And I'm guessing same goes for 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell, who's also dealing with some hamstring issue. It's just kind of one of those issues you approach with caution from a fantasy perspective. <laughs> Look, the earlier in the season you get these, the better off that you are. Earlier in the preseason, anyways, right? It gives you the six-week run time before the season. But as we've written, like when you start getting things now, you're only three weeks away from week one. And, uh, and it's week one games. So you're only two weeks away from that all-important full week, full week of practice. And if you don't get all the reps in practice, are you going to get all the reps in the game, right? So this is where it starts leaking into the season. Right now we have some field views and preliminary week one scores up, but uh, we adjust them every Monday and uh, we'll release them uh, before week one. And, uh, you know, there may be some injury with things for fantasy, for example. It's not just about should I play Elijah Mitchell or J.K. Dobbins in week one. If they're the same uh, in a certain week, you want to look at the front seven defense, and we have a defense health score of the opposition, and who are they facing? Or you want to maybe look at your offensive line. Look, Saquon Barkley has a pretty good six score this year in the low 90s. We expect a bounce back year. But with all the offensive line problems on the Giants, he might not be the best play in week one, depending on the, the defense that they're going up against. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point you bring up. So crucial in fantasy to just look at the matchups and the information you guys have on sixscore.com. So valuable for fantasy owners to be able to decide who you're going to plug, especially health injuries, such an important component. 
uh, what are you guys doing over there this season and getting ready for with the sixscore.com? Oh, a lot of things. We have some updates. We have going to debut a sick pick section, the six scores, uh, player cards, new field views. We're covering college football as well this year, uh, this season, and uh, some big announcements coming at uh, sixscore.com. Dr. Chow, thank you so much. Like I mentioned, this information is gold for fantasy owners and sports betting is now huge. It's so important to know exactly the health of the players that you're betting on and you're playing in daily fantasy. So we really appreciate your insight. And Dr. Chow, thank you so much for coming on the Pre-Step Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Shannon. Some great insight from Dr. Chow there. Make sure to check out sixscore.com, a great resource for you during the football season, especially when you can see all of the different matchups against the health of different, you know, O-lines. Just try to find yourself some advantages in fantasy football or sports betting. It's a great tool there. So we always appreciate Dr. Chow coming on and giving us his insight. So with that, now we're going to take a look at some ADP movers. Who's been going up Mm -hmm. and down in terms of the fantasy football draft? So let's start this off. Kyle Pitts up three spots. What do you make of that? Uh, He had a big game. For his last preseason, he had a big, big, uh, big catch. So I think it's just people trying to bid up tight end a little bit. It's soft flash of him and Mariota's. Yeah, decent. A lot of people high on Gabe Davis for good reason too. Gotta yeah, like that Bills offense up four spots to forty. Surprised he keeps getting steamed up this much. I not that I'm saying mm-hmm. I don't think he can pay it off, but it's just a lot when. His track record is really only a couple games last season that he really killed it. <laughs> well, he's in a pretty good offense. He's in a great offense. In a good spot there, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, but be careful of an overreaction on this one. Is that what you're saying? Don't overreact to. Uh, yeah, I mean, the end don't of last season. Don't fe- exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't. He had a four touchdown game. It's not like that's gonna continue happen to happen. It. You mean you it's know? not gonna happen every no. week? No. <laughs> Cam Akers is down three spots. Mm-hmm. I know he is dealing. We talked a little bit with Dr. Chow about that mm-hmm. running back room and how they're a little bit banged up right now. Not something you want to see at the start of the season, especially with Cam Akers. I, at all. You're totally right about that. Chow's right about that. Uh, the other thing is there's talk about this possibly being a timeshare with him and Henderson. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, Akers is going way too high. Right. Now, DK Metcalf down three spots. Obviously, I think his fantasy value took a little bit of a hit this season yeah. with the change of quarterback. Yep. So is Good that Gino effect. Is it that <laughs> surprising to see him fall? I mean, he's such a talented receiver that. Um, so, yeah, there's two different ways to see this, you know, an underdog where it really just matters, like those ceiling games. I think he's fine. You can keep selecting him in your home team, home league, managed league. I don't know if I am. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's where I may go elsewhere. Right. right because right. we do need a little more consistency. We have to decide to put him in a lineup or not. Whereas best ball, it's just who scores Whoever, the best that week. Yep. David Montgomery down four mm-hmm. spots. What do you make of that one? I think it's just as a whole, people aren't totally sure what's going on with his 
uh, how much workload he's going to mm-hmm. have. Uh, where he's going, I think he's a okay pick. He's yeah. just he's not going to win you a league, and that's really what it is coming down to. Hmm. Brandon Ayuk continues his rise up three more spots. We talked about him last week. Mm-hmm. Any surprise here with his uh, upwards? No, but there just keeps being good news coming out of camp for him. He looks great. He's impressing a lot of people. Uh, like we said last week, he's out of the Shanahan doghouse. And, uh, or should I say <laughs> Shanahan doghouse? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he looks good. I would be drafting him if I can, too. Free the Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Got to bring the Shanahan back. Come on, NFL. Mm-hmm. Alan Lazard, up three and a half spots. Yeah, I think this is just him really solidifying his spot as the likely number one guy for uh, for Green mm-hmm. Bay. Amari so. Cooper down five. Ooh. Yeah. Down five. It's Watson he... effect. Okay. No Watson till uh, what, week is that 13? What it... Yeah, that makes sense it... what, what that is. I yep. mean, that news came out last week, so it makes sense that he's mm-hmm. moving down because of that. Josh Jacobs down mm-hmm. four. In that same vein, Zamir White's up four spots. Mm-hmm. They also, yeah, they released Kenyon Drake. Yeah. So, but that doesn't really even mean much for for Jacobs. No, oh, I mean it may. Right. I may mean, mean still, a few more touches. Split carries probably at the goal line too. It's going yes, to Zamir White. So, but it is another capable back that is not with the team anymore. Uh, True. I would say down four is a little surprising. I would have thought he would have at least held with Drake being cut. Mm-hmm. Chase Edmonds up six spots. Mm-hmm. Is this because we're starting to kind of see a more solidified pecking order yeah, in Miami? And we're really not sure what's going on with Mostert. We don't know how much he's going to play. We don't know much about him at all, mm-hmm. where he is in his recovery or anything like that. We know he came off pup, and that's all. So I think people are just kind of steaming Edmonds up because it looks like he's going to be the starter and at least for the start of the season get the bulk of the carries. Yeah. Miles Sanders down five. He mm-hmm. is dealing with the hamstring injury, which is concerning this close to the season. Yep. We just talked to Dr. Chow about it. Not, not what you want to see. Absolutely. This close to the season. Plus you add in that Hertz runs the ball a lot in the red zone and you have Kenneth Gainwell there who did very well in the red zone last year. Uh, Speaking of which Gainwell is coming up a little bit, but not Mm -hmm. enough to kind of put on this. Uh, So I think it's just people not really being sure about Sanders. Mm -hmm. We know he's good though. We've seen him break out. He had zero touchdowns last year. There's no way that (laughs) happens again. Right, exactly. Uh, Unless he doesn't play because he's hurt or something. But if he continues to fall, I think you kind of got to start drafting him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Damian Pierce, Mm -hmm. up 11. We've been talking about this guy, or you have for a while. Yeah, and the news out of Houston saying he's by far the the best Mm -hmm. back on the team and it's looking like he might start as the starter yeah they held him out mm-hmm. for, the, for the preseason game which was kind of an indication uh, like, totally hey, this, this is and starter. uh you know another year as a quarterback um for mills so you you kind of gotta like get a little bit uh he could do something mills is showed he's capable last right. year yeah he did have a, a few breakout performances he did and, he did uh, 
now second year hopefully takes mm-hmm. another step forward he has nico collins again cook is still there and now another weapon i know Pierce. you're uh high so. you've been high on him for i i like him i out of the last year's rookies mm-hmm. obviously besides mac jones he was probably the one that impressed yeah. me second most Meanwhile, Antonio Gibson is mm-hmm. down 10 yes. now. Yes, this is things in uh, the commander's land, as they are called now. He, <laughs> he's, he's kind of, yeah, he's he not a starter anymore. At, probably by far had the worst camp out of anybody. Um, but I am drafting a ton of them. Really? Yeah, I, I can't stop drafting him where he's going because he's down 10 right now. Yeah. And I think that's right around 94, 95, whereas ADP is. And I keep getting them like 105, 110. So I I just keep taking them there. Do you think that this, the whole, you know, now he's kind of getting, seeing the bench a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's some sort of maybe like a coaching tactic to try to push, push his buttons a little bit to see how... He does. I think the talk of Brian Robertson and uh, McKissick probably getting a little more work and and him being in Riviera's doghouse is real. Mm -hmm. But I think at the end of the day, talent is going to win out. And he is a very talented running back. Just pops up the football. He can't do that, Tyler. No, he can't do that. Hold on. Five points of protection, right? But, I mean, that offense needs playmakers. And he's one of the best ones they have. Like, I, at some point in the season, it's going to be his job. Again. Sure. Uh, Kenneth Walker down six. Mm-hmm. We're just very wary of that hernia injury. That's hernia. Not that's not that hernia. Good. Yeah. The hernia thing that. Yeah. <laughs> Pete Carroll, you know, <laughs> eloquently called it. Totally. And so he's going to be out the rest of camp. They're hoping week one he's back, but still he missed all those practices, mm-hmm. all the camps as a rookie. I just can't expect him to be in there. I can't expect that they trust him in pass sure. protection. So it makes sense that he's moving down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's another guy, though. Uh, Penny can't stay healthy. Yep. Uh, towards, you know, back half of the season, Walker could start playing a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, in a best ball format. Yeah. It makes sense. Totally. In a uh, family friends league, am I drafting him? No. Mm-hmm. I would rather let somebody draft him than cut him week yeah. three, and then, <laughs> and then I can pick can him pick up. Pick him back up yeah. for nothing. George Pickens up eleven. Go dogs. Keeps going. Wow, he's yeah. Has he been the biggest mover in ADP? Him, Dobbs, and Pacheco probably. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I know where you stand on that. Uh, which is it's a crowded yeah. room I, there in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think he's gone too high, though. Mm-hmm. I could see that. And I think you do, too. You just don't want to say it. <laughs> it is really high to be going like, without much of a proven. If it is a dynasty league, I would love it. I would be all over him. But everything else, eh. yeah, I think he's just a little too costly. Mm. He's good though. He's it. great. Where he, you know, at the beginning of the season, yep. But yeah, this high, we'll see. Yeah, Russell Gage is down seven. Yeah, no surprise here too. It's Godwin's also, practicing. Right? I think he was dealing with some kind of hamstring. I think. Um, perhaps. I don't remember, 
But Godwin's practicing. Evans is there. Julio is there. Yeah. Who Julio they have liked a lot. Um, so I, mm. There's just not that much room, you know. He's mm-hmm. wide receiver four yeah, or five. It's <laughs> so crowded. Yeah. Although if anyone can make somebody a star one week, it's Tom Brady. Absolutely. So, you know, he had some of the like Scotty Miller yeah. would have these like two or three yeah. touchdown games. And Absolutely. Like, Where did this guy come from? Yeah. So I, uh, it's not like he's off the draft board, but he sure. absolutely is going down and probably should. Romeo Dobbs up 10. Mm-hmm. Another of the big movers that we talked about. Yep. Moving up the charts that uh, Aaron Rodgers effect is real. It, it is. And I mean, the whole thing is that a lot of people don't really believe Lazard is that guy. Mm-hmm. There's got to be somebody, mm-hmm. you know. So it's him, it's Watson, it's Watkins, who we talked about, who Watkins is going super late. He has a chance to start. You know, it might be worth a little bit. Uh, But Dobbs looks great. All reviews look great. Mm -hmm. Just hard to really know. Yeah, it's hard to see what that offense is going to look like without Devontae Adams. Yeah, and I mean, there's talks about Dylan and uh, Jones both playing at the same time mm-hmm. that's the case they're gonna get a lot of passes right. i i think that rogers is just gonna be spreading the ball around a lot brian robinson up 21 spots we talked about yeah. how antonio uh, gibson's falling mm-hmm. so that's the you know yeah seesaw effect there of that position robinson is the likely starter uh him and mckissick are probably playing the most I just don't love Robinson as a prospect. Sure. So, I mean, Fair enough. he's okay. Fair enough. And I, like I've said, I don't expect him to be the starter all season. Mm-hmm. I expect maybe a few, few weeks and change Gibson's is going to happen. Back. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco. This is a guy you've been high on for quite a while. He's up eleven spots. Mm-hmm. I think he's gone a little too high. Too high? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing is, there's too many questions still out there. They have also moved around who's getting the second, third, fourth touches a lot. And with that, I mean, if we yeah. can't know that he's at least the second guy, he's probably getting too high. The one thing that has stayed constant is CEH right. has been the number one. CEH is probably going a little too late, too, mm-hmm. with that. Because he's he is their guy. Isaiah McKenzie up nine spots. Mm-hmm. Jameson Crowder down five spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crowder is also going in pretty much like the last round of underdog picks. Uh-huh. As we uh, last week had the interview right. with the Bills reporter, it he thinks they could be sharing uh, reps. So it's like, why would you not take the Crowder? Mm-hmm. You know, like McKenzie does have kind of the upside of big play ability but if they're splitting snaps like you gotta like the value of crowder sure isaiah spiller down mm-hmm. 18 spots this was a situation where we thought he spiller might have been the number two guy right behind yeah. austin eckler not looking that way yeah andy just got hurt so ah, okay we uh not we good. mentioned last week that it looked like it was gonna be josh kelly but spiller um, I think it was an in- ankle injury this yep, week. Yeah, ankle injury. Not considered serious, but still 
not yeah. a good thing this close to the start of the a- season. Exactly. What's going to happen is maybe he's good to go week one, but he's going to miss all this practice as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't miss that time as a rookie. Yeah, just, and, and so just jump in there like nothing happened. Totally. Like he's still probably going a little too high for what he is. He is probably the back with the most upside after Eckler on that team. But um but yeah. Kenny Galladay is down 13 spots. Pretty pretty significant drop, but then again maybe he was a little bit high to begin with. Yeah, he was probably high. I No, you're not Kenny, high on Kenny G, man. I <laughs> I I know he's been dis- such he's a disappointed fall. a lot of fantasy owners such over a the year. fall. Uh Tony is the number one. They have uh Wendell Kenny G's trying to work his way in. Sterling <laughs> Sterling's still trying to come back. They have a lot of mouths to feed there, and I just don't really see Kenny G as being mm-hmm. a focal point for him. The last player we're going to talk about is Isaiah Likely, who's been a little bit of a star in the preseason, yeah. up 17 spots. And 17 sounds like a giant number, but it's really he's pretty much gone from undrafted to being drafted at, like, pick 200. Mm-hmm. Uh but he looks great. He's also he's only six four, like two thirty five, so kind of reminds me like that's like similar to Marcus Colston type okay. size, where I would not be surprised if they just move him out wide a little mm-hmm. bit, yeah. running back wise or sorry wide receiver wise. Like that team doesn't have much, so I think there is a path to him getting a decent amount of playing time. Absolutely. I mean, like they do that with, you know, Kyle Pitts kind of goes out I, and they could do this yep. similar type of uh, thing. Gusecki did it mm-hmm. a lot last year with Miami. And I, I think there could be a very similar situation where, yes, on these platforms, he's a tight end, but he may work more as a wide receiver. And yeah. if that's the case, him and Andrews can totally you right. know, survive together. So I guess we should not be. I guess, put off by the fact that he's backing up one of the number one tight ends in the league. Um, And that's the other thing, too, though, is if Andrews gets hurt, he has a clear path to being the guy. The one thing, though, is he is 235 pounds. It's going to be hard for him to block, uh, (laughs) you know, a D lineman if he's not moving. Sure. So. All right. So catching you up on all the movement in Mm -hmm. fantasy football. And remember to take part in the, if you're doing all this research, make sure to take part in the best ball league on underdog link is below new users who deposit at least $10 can get up to $100 matched. It's nice $200 in your account Mm -hmm. to start best ball drafting. It's a lot of fun. All you've got to do is draft. Sure is. I can't wait to do a couple later. Okay. How many have you done this? this Uh, I think I'm Are we at double digits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm at like 25 or so. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll keep pushing that number. Okay. We'll, well see. you got to be in it to win it. We'll see where we get. <laughs> and we'll drop that link below. And if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe. Let us know how your drafts are going and uh, what you're going to name your fantasy team. I mean, that's the best Ooh, part of every draft, right? We got to yeah. start thinking about team names. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah. You should really start thinking about that before the draft so you know who to target. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're like, I that, got, that's I gotta how go you do it? You just do that's it? That's the best way to do it, all. right? I'm just kidding. I, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite ones was that year after Brady's whole deflated balls things. Uh-huh. And I, I think it was uh, you Belichick Brady's balls <laughs> was my team name with uh, Brady at quarterback. So. We'll have to get creative with some of these names. Yeah, so if you have some cool team name ideas, write them below. I'd love to hear them. Or the other thing I always like to know from different fantasy football leagues is if you make the loser do something ridiculous. How about this, too? We will do a giveaway. Best uh, fantasy team name in the comments. We'll send you a shirt. Best team name in the comments. Let's hear them. All right. That's going to do it for us this week. We'll be back next week. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment. Yeah, let us know. What, what's your team name? I like it. You could win a prize. So we'll see you guys next time. Good luck in all your drafting. We'll see you next week. Have a good one, guys. Bye.